everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I'm Peter Bolden. And I'm Craig Spodak. Dentistry can sometimes feel lonely. Having over 45 years of combined experience and the chops to run eight successful practices, our mission is simple. Pay it forward and share what we've learned. That's why we developed the Bulletproof Pathway to help you navigate your way to ultimate success in dentistry. And don't forget to join our community's conversation over at Bulletproof.Dental. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It is Peter and I again, uh, and we're actually doing something cool. We're fielding questions from our audience. Nothing better. So if you have a topic you want us to cover or if you have some sort of pressing issue in your practice, don't hesitate. We're here. If it's compelling and we think other people are suffering from the same ailment, we'll be on it and answer it. So um, we're not, this is going to be anonymous, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, hey, Peter, you there? I just want to make sure I got I'm here, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting in the wings. Okay, cool. So, hey, docs, I've been listening to your guys' podcast since I was a third year dental school student. Thanks for that. I just recently graduated last year and recently franchised a small practice with a DSO. I'm constantly running into communicating with employee situations. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm constantly running into this whole, I have to talk to people stuff. Uh, Anyway, my experienced dental assistant often tells me, quote, the other doctor doesn't use this or the other doctor only does this. Since I'm a new doctor, they often don't do notes for me and do not mark the completed treatment before they take the patients to the front desk. I have to constantly tell them to make sure you do this and that before communicating with my employee situations. My experienced clinical assistant, off, oh, I'm sorry, this is a, a JPEG, uh, blah, blah, blah. I have to constantly tell them to make sure you do this and that before you take the patient up front. Do you have some suggestions on how you communicate with your assistant slash staff? Any suggestions on classes I should take to make my approach to them a bit easier? I love doing dentistry, but dealing with assistants is just not my strong suit. Thank you. Good for you. Thanks for writing us. Yeah, that thanks. is awesome. Thanks that for, is awesome uh, taking the time. Yeah. You probably didn't think that it would it would make the uh, the big time being published to the airwaves, <laughs> but uh, but here we go. But you left it anonymous, so I I dig it. No, dig he it. didn't leave it anonymous. I just no, I know it you did though. No, because you know what? I want I want to talk about how to remedy it, and I don't want anybody getting feeling hurt. Um, but it's it is I think one thing about communication, and I'm just going to jump in on a, a thirty thousand foot view, is why is it that people? Why is it so hard for me? and so easy for others. I think Mm. the first thing in problems is we suffer because we feel like, why am I having to deal with this? You know, I look at Dr. So-and-so and their Instagram and everything just runs like seamlessly over there. It's just perfect. And I think the first thing to realize is the only difference between amazing results and mediocre results is the quality of their communication. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for asking the question, saying, is there a book I could learn? Because you're, you're starting to say, instead of the finger pointing outward, you're saying the three finger pointing back at me. I need to learn something. So kudos yep. to you. I would that. agree with that. There's some accountability and, and it's not like, oh, these shitty assistants and all oh, these shitty people. There's yeah, like, hey, maybe I'm doing something. Maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I agree. I think that's. Um, and by the way, that's the primary, uh, the primary knee jerk reaction is screw these assistants, screw, screw these hygienists. They don't appreciate anything. 
And kudos to you for um, saying, what can I do to learn? So what's the advice, Craig? Well, I'm going to go off of the first thing. The quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your communication. We don't go through communication school. We learn math. We learn social studies. We don't learn how to communicate. And human beings are tricky animals. Peter and I were having a conversation um, earlier today, and we were talking about like the fact that we're like basically a civilized ape. We can have a rational conversation because everything's going okay, but if the shit goes down and you feel threatened either physically or emotionally, you're going to react. Your limbic system is going to kick in. You're going to produce enough neurochemicals to make you act temporarily insane. So we have this condition of being human where at certain points we're run by you know our, our, our better judgment and other points are run by the chemicals that flow through our body. So, But if you notice the best people, the, the, the people living the most epic life typically um, are the best communicators. They are, they're wonderful at communication and they had to learn it on their own. They had to be students of it and they had to decide how to, how to make other people, you know, give other people feedback by still empowering them and building them up. But um, I don't know about you, Pete, but in my life, I see these amazing people that have great existences and there's a consistency throughout them. They are wonderful communicators and they are builders. They build people up. They're multipliers. They make everybody better around them. Um, and I see that. So I see a, a link between overall happiness, wealth, and, and, and um, general success with, with higher quality communicators. Yeah. So I would say, Craig, that this is easy for you. So he may be more in my camp, right? You are a good communicator. You are not afraid of hard conversations. You are not afraid to, to say things to people that you're intuitive, right? Your EQ is off the charts. You're very good. You're very good. And we've had this conversation even on the podcast before. It's harder for some. Communication's harder for some um, that way. I think I've struggled with it to the same degree that this, this, uh, this person is. So where you can get the outcome you're wanting by, by, by leading with it, it being an empath and, and trying to understand where they come from, like I, I probably did, don't, didn't do that a lot. Of, I don't do that in a lot of my communication which is, I would think that you're superior, superior in your communication. Well, well, I appreciate that Pete, but I just want to like pull, pull back the, the, the call the, bullshit. Yeah. The bull I'm going to call bullshit on that a little bit um, or a lot actually. So I sure. was good talk. Uh, no, I was in, you know, maybe you don't know this or maybe you forgot, but there were many nights where I'd go home like really uncomfortable in my own skin because I made two or three people in my office cry. Um, so, you know, I, I, it might be that I'm an empath and that's what led me out of it, but mm. my go-to communication style before I refined it was to blow people up. My assistant, Michelle, who, you know, a good friend of mine as well. She's not only my right-hand assistant, but you know, just a, a, a good person in my life. She, I remember her going into the room, like at a certain point, like when she was first with me, I used to, I would get, she'd be so upset and nervous around me that she'd run out crying oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize, oh shit, like here's like this, you know, I'm a father now and she's a young girl. And I imagine my own daughter dealing with somebody who was, who was being a little bit of a dictator like me. Mm -hmm. And she had to get up in my face and finally say like, listen, it, you know, this is, you know, we, we have to have a better way of communicating and me adjusting to that. And also then me having a conversation with her saying like, okay, well, do you know when this happens? She's like, yeah, it's when you get in a bad mood. I'm like, well, do you know when I get in a bad mood? She's like, yeah, everybody does. You walk differently in the office. We can feel when you're in a bad mood. 
So I was like, can you do me a favor? If you ever see that I'm in a bad mood, will you let me know? She's like, I, I mean, can I? I'm like, yeah, I could. I'm like, Jeff, just do it. So then um, what would happen from that is Jojo, our, our latest assistant that came to our team, I had another similar conversation with her where I was like really getting, she was getting upset. I was like, how can you do this? You got to get this on blah, 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 and all that stuff. And um, what we wound up doing, what I, what wound up happening there is Michelle like got up in my face and she said like, you better not, you know, F this up with Jojo. She's awesome. She's smart. And don't do what you did to me to her. You know, that type of like, come to like really harsh conversation. And I, I wasn't a great communicator with my team and I was you know, knocking them down. I'm, you know, you can feel when I'm upset with you. And I think I was not doing a good job of disguising um, my, my feelings and, and people could feel I didn't, wasn't feeling, um, try to land me here, Peter. You know, I, I had to come to the realization after hurting enough people yeah. that this is not the type of leader I want to be. And I made a hard, hard turn. Well, look, my- but I, and I appreciate that. I think this question though, that he's posing, it, it does relate to that, right? It all, there's nothing that lives in a silo by itself. But I think the question he's saying is like, Hey, how do I get the output that I'm wanting without having to be yell and be a dictator and all these things? Because it doesn't, it's, it sounds to me like too, he's saying like, Hey, the assistants don't respect me, but they do this stuff for other doctors, but not me. So it's almost like, how do I gain the respect of the team? Well, that's his belief. He said, since I, I am a new doctor, they often don't do notes for me. Right. That's his opinion. As well, to that's why probably factual. Happening. But like, look, I, I agree with you. Well, I has think he everything... asked them? Did, you know, well, we I mean, don't know. We don't have the we, intel. We don't know. But that's typically what happens. Like, since I'm new, they won't do it. Well, did you ask them? Well, no, but they do it for the other doctor. Well, maybe the doctor sat well. down. I'm saying inputs equal outputs and really good communicators. Like you have a style with your team. They know how to win. Hey everyone, newsflash, save this date. Our 2022 summit will be taking place on June 2nd through 5th in Nash, Vegas, Tennessee. Sign up to receive summit updates at bulletproofsummit.com or stay connected with all things Bulletproof by joining our network at bulletproof.dental. Peter was just showing me before we jumped on the call, this really cool metric he's building. And it's really just every dashboard. dashboard. Every bit of the data is there. So everybody knows how to win. So mm-hmm. part of communication is setting expectations. It's not mm-hmm. making people feel good. I appreciate your comments that you, you know, you're giving me compliments that I'm an empath and I have a way of making people feel good. That's fine. But when you're conducting business, there's a list of tasks that need to be completed. Right. And if they don't get done, it doesn't matter how good your feel good is. It That's what have been good. my advice as you were kind of, you know, rapping and saying like, you've, you've gotten good because you've gotten a lot of reps, you've gotten your ass kicked at, at doing some of this. And, and mine, it would be, if I was in this, in this gentleman's situation, I, I would start with sitting down, right. And doing the best communication I can say is, Hey, I really need this done. At the end of the day, I need X, what these three things done. It, can you do that for me? Is there something I can help with? Do you want, you know, like making, making it a collaborative thing versus I am the boss, do what I say, or I am your boss, do what I say, making it being like this. Hey, we need to get these three things done at end of day. I need notes done. I need my post-operative calls done or whatever. Like let, I need this from you. And this is a non-negotiable and like, let me know how I can help. And then like, stop right there. And if they say, well, you know, it's nothing I can do. I say, so, well, okay, we just need to find the solution. Like the, these are non-negotiables. We have to find the solution. I'm willing to help, but like, we need a system between the two of us, full stop. 
Because without it, without a system between the two of us or accountability between us, shit's going to fall through the cracks. I'm going to get, you know, we're going to get bad reviews as a, as a doctor assistant team. We're not going to be operating. We're not going to be thriving correctly. Patients, you know, things are going to fall through the cracks. Before that happens though, Pete, without an accountable system, you, you, you build a sloppy system, you get sloppy results, the doctor and or assistant stop communicating properly rapport breaks down no one no everybody resents each other it's like a bad relationship i mean it's the same thing like your assistant and you or your team and you is the same as your friends and your family you'll get old enough and you'll start to see recurring themes what i have found though craig and and pardon i know you weren't probably done but is that is that a lot of times people want to do the right thing meaning right they want they want to score the goal it's just we as doctors or owners or or haven't set the the, where where's the goal line like what's a win and what's a loss, right? And so I think sometimes it's just like, hey, if, you, if we can do these things and stay on time, like you and I are going to be good. Like, let's just do that, right? We'll be good. You know, we'll talk. So I think there's probably been a lack of delineation about a win versus a loss in this 100%, scenario. Probably, 100%. Right? And on to compound it, the doctor is feeling, well, she does it for the other doctor. It's so alignment. It, because, it just always goes back yeah. to like alignment, man. But if you mm-hmm. ask, if you just, if someone just takes the time to ask like, Hey, assistant, you do these three things for the doctor. Why? Well, two of them, he told me to do. And one, I started doing like two years into working with them and they said it was a really good idea. Or I just learned over time. That's what it is. But if this doctor, people can feel what you believe. So if this doctor is like, these people don't respect me, he mm-hmm. is walking around his nonverbal communication or his or her nonverbal communication is showing them like F you energy. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get worse around it. You have to resolve before you communicate because people are trying to do their best. I've got to be crystal clear. And even just going to them like, hey, there is it really go. clear about what I want? Is it crystal clear what I want? Just I want to make sure I, I you know, maybe I'm not the greatest communicator. I just want to make sure it's crystal clear that I want you to write the notes before I. Re- no, I had no idea. Because right. The one time I is. did that, you you looked at me. Weird. Or you've been doing it. You've been doing it. So I thought like yeah, you I wanted thought. to do it. Right. Yeah, and that, I, there, yeah. there it is right there. Right. Well, you were doing it. I was only doing it to fill in the gap because you weren't doing it. And it's like, well, or the one you know. time I did do it, you, you asked for a correction. The one time I did do it. All right. Let's, let's jump off. I feel like we've beaten this horse. It's just, you know, I think this, this happens a lot, especially, and this is, this gentleman's coming from a DSO uh, scenario. So I think this happens a lot more in, in corporate offices. I, I um, believe it or not, I hear it more. Maybe that's anecdotal. Um, but I'm he- I hear this more is that the, there's a system and it and it and uh, but a system is not does not trump you having to communicate with what your expectations are from provider level are. And by the way, even if you're an associate or you work in a practice, you still need to be excellent and crystal clear with your communication. And also just when you say, is there any class I should go to? Just tell your assistants, tell your people that you work with, hey, they spent four years of dental school teaching me how to do composites and fillings and and crowns and vertical dimension and medical Mm -hmm. history. They spent zero minutes on me about how do I run an office? How do I I become a business leader? How How to talk to people. people? Uh, How to talk to people. So what I need is I need your help, guys and gals. I need your help to help me lead this practice. So anytime there's no stupid questions, anytime you don't understand what I really want, 
please ask me. And I'd that creates a micro alignment, Craig. You right. are so right. A micro alignment with you and your not only either, you know we talk about alignment from a from a thirty foot thousand foot down in your office, having your whole office aligned. But there's there's also little micro alignments that need to occur. Right. And that right there is like giving people permission to say, hey. Yeah, we're it's, on it's your vulnerability team. too. It's vulnerability. vulnerability of the doctor saying, "Hey, I need help with this," and then your team will be like, "Oh, what? they loved it. They want to help." No mm-hmm. one is a dental assistant for the money, especially now when you can walk by like a barbecue place and their starting salaries are twenty six dollars. I mean, I was in Austin, you know, for our summit, Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were signs at like Terry Black's barbecue at the front of the barbecue: line cooks thirty dollars an hour. So these, what I'm trying to say is these assistants are doing it because they want to be a part of a healthcare profession. Mm-hmm. They want to help the doctor. They want to deliver care. They want to be an adjunct to your hands. So asking them for help is going to be right up their alley. They're caregivers or empaths. So it's, uh, I think it's really important. So hopefully we helped uh, that question. Keep the questions coming. You can do them here or you can actually go to the Mighty Network, which is kind of an interesting place to exist too. Peter, do you want to kind of jump off into <laughs> boy, that? Boy, that was a great compelling thing. It's kind of an interesting place over there. Yeah, very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, no, it's just awesome. I think it's it's like the line I use from uh, about Twitter is I can't believe this is free because I think you just get so much information from Twitter. Um, I think Bulletproof Network is the same thing in that it's like, you can just have a conversation in like great entrepreneurial dental minds who give you feedback. What? Yeah. Right. It's not a, it's not a, you know, I think there are some forms online that, and we all know what I'm talking about um, for dentists and there's a lot of crab potting, I call it. Oh right? my God. It's uh, yeah. Tell right, them, where tell them if, what crab pot, what, what crab pot is. So a crab is, pot is, is, I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard this, right? No, but I love of, it. I want to hear it. I love hearing this. So look, you I'm catch crabs, you catch crabs, right? Have you ever thrown crabs in a pot? As soon as one starts getting too high, another one will look up and say, Hmm, that looks awesome. I may be able to climb out from him and he'll grab, pinch him, pull him down. And yeah. so the analogy is, is like, no one likes, it's like getting everyone back down to the base level. So some of these forums do not like it when you you become better than because it exposes their mediocrity, right? And so it's like, wait a second, how are you doing so well as a dentist when I am not, right? Yeah. So let me throw some jabs because your clinical care must suck. Your office mic suck. You may yeah. not, you may be doing. So my point is, God, I can go on this diatribe for a long well, time. Well, I, I want I think it's really important. By it the is way, important, but we, I think we've hit that, Craig. Point is, well, is that I've never seen a better forum for collaborative rooting for you. Let me share with you because this worked for me versus like, there's no infighting is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, the forum is really cool. If you haven't joined, then, then I don't know what to tell you, you know, you can't drink, well, you can't make it. Here's, here's my thought on that too. So, you know, you're, we've always said, Peter and I say that we've borrowed it from, from the greats, like show me your five closest friends. I'll show you your future. So you're a product of the circles you put yourself in. I was on a business Facebook page. I can't help myself. If you could just see how many times I've written a response and then completely deleted it before I could post it, a well thought out response where I'm like, okay, this is really going to help people. It's, mm-hmm. it's usually about hygiene or assistance. <laughs> it's venting about your people. I know where you're going with this. And, and I, so what I did yesterday is your delete. Te- I, I know where your delete it. is going. I know where it's going with that. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I don't have the time to. Well, not only that, but I can't this. influence this crab pot. They're going to, they're going to grab me and throw me down. <laughs> so I, I can't, I'm just like, Hey guys, there's a way out. Like, come follow me. There's a hole in the crab pot. Let's all, we don't need to be crab soup. Let's go. 
And I'm like, oh shit, these people are going to drag me down and tear me apart. Yeah. And they, they, it was, it was all about a question about hygienists and everybody was saying like, you know, this is ridiculous. And I can't believe you're still hiring hygienists. You know, haven't you learned about my five steps to the hygiene free model, hygiene free model, what cleaning. So a doctor's going to clean teeth for 85. I mean, listen, in the beginning, we all did it. I mean, Peter and I, in the beginning, yeah. we cleaned teeth. I'm I, was not saying, I was horrible at it too. Well, horrible. I mean, you had to do it, but actually consciously firing your hygienist because they want X dollars per hour. You know, we, we've gone through this already. We have two hygienists. I have multiple, we have multiple hygienists that are doing North of $400,000 of collections per year. In fact, two that are doing 500,000. Uh, and, and collected dollars per year. And there's a systematic way to do it. And there's, I, I've made a lot of mistakes. I prom I did the wrong bonus structure, the wrong hygiene compensation. We've done the wrong things. I had to honor it because you can't change that compensation, or at least I couldn't. But we figured it out. We refined the system. There's a system to do it. And this is not theory. This is not those dental consultants that are drinking Red Bull, jumping around on stage. This is actually you and me that are actually doing it. I think between us, we have 10 hygienists on compensation plans and no one is doing less than 350 a year. So if those hygienists look at their hourly wage, yeah, they're 45, 55, 65, but who cares? Who cares? Like, I don't care if I bought Amazon stock and it went from a thousand to 3000. I am not angry at Jeff Bezos because he made billions. I tripled my money. It's business. What bothers you more? Does your hygienist salary bother you more or does the amount of money your business is making because you have an awesome person on your team bother you more like it's just math don't get offended over math math is just numbers and going on these facebook pages i'm so proud of the you know bulletproof.dental um because this is a scenario where we can actually control the dialogue it's a closed ecosystem if right? someone we're comes on and be like oh you know, screw the hygienist screw the assistants it's it's a race to the bottom having assistance you should do it all yourself i'm i'm gonna push you to delete that chatter that's just right. I, we got to cancel that person yeah or someone who's not abundant thinking and not sharing and only taking like yes i agree with you point is it's a great community it's growing you know i mean there's i think there's you know five six hundred active members now in the community craig i think we're i didn't tell you this but i think we're actually taking getting our own branded app in the ios store that's going to the the the, the pro level of it because it's just so fun to get in there and collaborate and share that i think it's a it's a good altruism to our to our colleagues. I really do. So enough on that. Um, let, let, I do want to talk about something though, that is a little bit pressing and hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, um, it's not moot and it might be in that, um, the summit, as everyone knows, the summit is coming on and, 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 and I'm going to talk about this for a second, not as a shameless plug, Craig, but as an education, because it's a completely different structure this year, pretty much. Um, I mean, not completely, but it's, it's expanded and, and gotten more complex. Um, well, I mean, we could have made the summit seven days, but no, I want to seven days of learning. <laughs> well, so it's the same two days. But everyone like knows it launched the other day at last Friday. Today's Monday, the 25th. It launched that the registration Lacey put out was, I guess, two, uh, three days ago. Um, and we're allowing for early birds, which are almost, almost gone now as of, which is great, which is great. Um, there's 50 early bird tickets, which is great. That's what we want. But um, this summit is eight, eight months away. So this one will sell out. It's in Nashville. It's a confined space. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. But the most important and the most exciting thing about this is that we are actually running different tracks this time. 
right? So it's not all people in one room we were running. We have so much content to deploy and we're going at a little bit of a different strategy that we're going to have to have tracks now. Um, like some of the bigger, you know, like for instance, when I used to go to AACD back in the day, it was like, oh, you, you choose your own adventure kind of thing. And it won't be that complex because like the last thing we want is thousands of people at a conference, but it is going to be bring your team and then you're going to have to divide and conquer. Of course. Meaning you're going to go to this one and then you're going to send them to the team's aspect or you're going to send them the hygiene thing or maybe well, some doctors just, or maybe some doctors want to go into the hygiene tracks or whatever it may be. Right, but I'm going to let you micro, expand on it because you, they want you did a great you did a great um, you did a great explanation of it. So I'm going to let you dig in. No, I was just you, you said everything that, that we, we talked about. It's just, you know, look, I, I want to go to marketing, but I want like, you know, it's hard to figure out if you need basic marketing or marketing mm-hmm. mastery, or maybe just want social media, or maybe your office manager wants to learn about the hygiene compensation that our uh, Bulletproof Hygiene mm-hmm. talks about, because maybe your office, ma- or maybe your office manager is doing the marketing and you actually want to learn about clear aligners as a doctor. So it, there was no way, you know, we started looking at this, like, how do we fit all this stuff in? Like, you know, literally we went from almost triple the amount of hours of content and we're trying to add more now you know between now and the time the summit will release we'll probably have an additional 10 or 15 hours of content so i don't want to go to a four-day summit and you look at like what like all the other summits do and you know the invisalign summit and salt and places like that you can micro curate your content so i think it's just important and i think people were always nervous about like walking out of a room or missing something so mm-hmm. divide and conquer send your hygienist to certain things send your office manager to certain things and then come back and and you know just execute those three or four things because listen knowledge is not power execution is power and we said it to it we're blue in the face but how many times have you gone to a summit learned a whole bunch of crap and then you come back on monday your assistant doesn't understand it your hygienist doesn't understand there's no alignment so that's what I'm super proud about, that we have something that will actually create traction. The people- thing that's going to be weird this time, Craig, is that you and I are not going to, it used to be, go back to like Summit One, you and I were like on the stage all yeah. day long, just doing things together, right? right? And so this one, because of that, we're going to have less Pete and Craig right. show, so to speak. Well, we, are gonna have, we have some fun, exciting stuff, but like- It was funny I might- because- Pete, you remember you said like, I don't want to be standing, like you do your part. I'm just like standing up there. Yeah. Like, well, I feel the same way. Peter's going into marketing, doing deep dives on heavy duty marketing stuff. And I'm just like his guest listener up there. <laughs> so, so it was awkward for both of us. We just didn't want to admit it. We had one day that was really me and one day it was all him. And it, it was just felt weird, but you know, like, listen, that's the point in, in business and everything you're doing, you have to evolve. You always have to be doing, you know, always evolving and, and innovating in some fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's an important thing. Like you, there's the business you're in and the business you're becoming. And clearly, you know, having me up on stage, uh, not talking or Peter up on stage, not talking at all. That wasn't a good fit. So. I think what we, I think the reason too, I think one of the impetus for doing this or, or leaning in so much more Craig is, is like you always say, success leaves clues. And we're seeing so much awesome results from this oh, yeah. mastermind because we actually are running three masterminds. Yes, it was those of you who went to the last summit, we announced a mastermind you could join, but really it was a trifecta in that it's a it's an independent autonomous hygiene mastermind you get, an independent autonomous doctor mastermind, an independent team mastermind that's all going on conjunctively towards the same outcome. So we're seeing this synergist, synergy effect that's going on in the practices that we um, that have joined with us. And so we're like, man, we need to, we need to bring this same kind of concept to summit even more so. Right. And so that's, that's the really, to me, that's exciting because that's like you said, the evolution, the innovation that's happened is like, Hmm, 
let's modify this and not be too proud about like staying up on stage and me and you just having the Pete and Craig show. Like that's, that's valuable to some people, but like, guess what? It's a lot more valuable and it moves the lever a lot more for people's practices and income and freedom and, and time and currency and all the things if we do it this way. So that's why we're pivoting, honestly. No, hundred <sighs> percent. I, I did that all in one breath, Craig. I know you got to breathe a little bit, you know, yeah. uh, by the way, I can't help myself. Um, when I was talking about the Facebook thing, um, I was reading this post. I have an excellent hygienist who wants to be paid in commission as recognition of personal production, blah, 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 blah. I pay her $60 an hour, but you know, I want to devise a system. And then you have this litany of people. Like I stopped reading at $60 per hour. I can't believe you still hire hygienists. And these are all different comments. I'm Shut so, up. I'm so thankful. I don't have to deal with hygienists. It's this is on online, on, online. It's just incredible. I'm so on glad a Facebook to deal group? with them. Yeah. <laughs> so of, glad I don't have to deal with yeah. them. I'm so glad enough to deal with, I guess my only drawback is that it's me who's universally loved by my own patients. Um, you know, and then it's and one dentist is actually really funny because uh, he says she's universally loved by patients. So this dentist says, if she's universally loved by patients, why don't you have her put a tip jar in the hygiene room? <laughs> It's, it's terrible. What, it's just, here's what's funny about this. If we could take a snapshot of everyone who said that in those comments and look at the way they are five years from now, for shit sure, they're in the exact same place. Yes, 100%. Right? They've never, so they, six, their yeah. practice is the exact same place it was today. Because they it's wrote their that belief comment. systems. If you look at a business, it's 90% psychology and skill set of the owner. And if you mm. really boil it down to psychology, and if you believe your hygienists are, you should actually have a practice that does not employ hygienists, how much can you actually grow? That means you have to do every single cleaning. How much time would you have to be able to do your own? Talk about um, a rate limiting step. Oh yeah, my God. Most, yeah. So $60 an hour, 2000 hours a year, $396,000 per year is what that hygienist needs to be producing, collecting to earn $60 an hour. So if she did $500,000 of production, um, mm. she could actually be afford to be paid, um, uh, da, 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 divided by 0.3. Um, why am I doing that wrong? But divided by a third. So $500,000 divided in three equals 166 divided by 2000, 2000 hours. Yeah. So if she was doing $500,000 in production and you paid her 33%, she could actually be making $83 an hour. Not to say that that's a good idea, but that's it would be better off having a hygienist working for $70 an hour that produces $500,000 a year versus having a hygienist that's being paid $22 an hour producing $50,000 a year. So your $22 per hour hygienist could wind up being um, you know, a better deal for you than your 83. 100%. It, it, look, it's just math. It's not emotion. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be oh, I stopped reading at $60. Like I always say, lead with, lead with math instead of emotion. Like, of okay, course. well, if you want a million dollars an hour, let's just reverse engineer what that looks like, right? I don't really care what it is. I'm, I'm literally, it's, it's, I'm agnostic to what I pay you. It's just, it has to work out well. It has to be a triple win. Things, this is a business at the end of the day. So um, anyway, yeah. But is that funny though, how people- People get so emotional. Like, oh my God, you can't, you can't pay them that. Why? Yeah, or you I can't just, do I, that. Why? I don't understand why people don't look at it, what it is for you. Like, would it, like if I, if I invested with you, Peter, and you got me three times my money, but you made 5% commission off of me, 
Mm-hmm. Like this really blows people away, by the way, like writing you a check for like a hundred grand would bother people. I wouldn't look at it that way. I'm like, you made me, you know, if you you're an me- abundant thinker, I mean, look, it's like, but, but I mean, tell me how you're different. Are you like, if, if I tripled your money, if you gave me X dollars and I just, or, or like, like, look at, uh, like, you know, like with M- like MCC, for example, Peter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, do you give a shit? And this is for those that don't know, we have, we, Peter and I have engaged the company that gives us a percentage of what we save in credit cards. Mm-hmm. So meaning we, I, I, they negotiate our credit card fees for us. Peter and I are saving thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. There, I, and I, I believe I, I don't, of course, I don't know how it all, uh, uh, they, they give us a percentage of what they save us. So they're making money. We're making money. I do not care if they're making money. Split the delta is essentially what it is. Right. Save a thousand bucks. Yes. My accountant started saying to me, like, you're not obviously taking much credit cards now in 2022 or 2021. I'm like, well, why do you say that? Is it because your credit card fees have gone down? I had to remember. (laughs) Remember I told you this? I I forgot that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I guess because of COVID people, you know, and I actually went down a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh shit. No, no, no. I hired a company that gives me my money, gives me my Mm -hmm. savings. But like, would it ever bother you that our credit card fees got so high that they were making, you know, 20,000 a year? Who cares? I I see $20,000 that I'm saving or $25,000 that I'm saving. It just gets me crazy that people have that psychology. Yeah. And not to harp on that, but it's so funny how like a lot of the people talk about like, I need to, I need to trim my PL. And the first thing they look at is dental supplies. I'm like, why right. is it always dental supplies? Yeah. To look Let's at? not like, use Lux attempt. Let's use some shitty, some shitty. But, like, like, but, but the credit card fees are staring you like right in the face. Right like, in the face. <laughs> right in the face. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's get, let's use, let's use off-labeled well, dental products. Peter, in full disclosure. I'm kidding. That, I'm kidding. Peter, Peter was pretty confident that he's not going to save any money. Um, and, and you wound up saving a lot of money. So Peter had done a really good job negotiating his credit card fees. And like we talked about before, it, it goes back up. So you negotiate, you feel like a rock star. Eight months later, they rise back up and it's all bad again. So is anything, uh, anything else pressing today on Monday, the 25th that you want to get out to the... Uh, congratulations on Bitcoin, Peter. Oh, Craig. I won't go there, but... Um, oh, yeah. Craig, really? Because I did something? For it, well, I don't are know. you congratulating me? Well, congratulations! Thank you for for getting. All me I did was hodl. All I did was hodl. Well, congrats! Thank you for pushing me uh, when it was three and five thousand all those times and this is nine thousand. Peter would actually send me texts of confirmations of buying it at seven thousand. Be like, your turn. I'm like, oh shit, really? Yeah, I think Seven I think our grand, egos Peter? made us. Yeah, I think I think we we uh, the taunting made us made it did well for us. Like I can <laughs> yeah. do it. You're not going to beat me. I'll yeah, do I'll this. show him. I'll buy one at 5,000. Um, I'm actually gonna, thinking about doing, ironically, Craig, I told you this, a looking at the schedule, a, a crypto like financial track at Summit, just because we have so many people who are interested in it. And yeah, um, you should and, absolutely do that. And but that way, about- that's that's the primary motive for the for the tracks because mm-hmm. some people, it, you know, Bitcoin's like religion to some people. Well, some it's not, people it's believe not just in- Bitcoin, but the, meaning no, the I process know, the of how to do like you know, I'm talking about security and protocol and why to do it all and do it this way. Yeah. yeah. So like, because I get questions all the time, so I'm like, man, maybe I should just make a track at the summit for this. That yeah. would be cool. I'm doing um, as well as partnership too. and as well as real estate. I'm going to do those three. And marketing, of course. I'm going to do level one and level two marketing. I and might then... want to do the real estate one with you. I, I okay. feel so proud. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. You, you, definitely, you definitely should do that. See, we're doing it together there, pal. 
Yeah, we'll back have a couple. Together, yeah. Back There's together. a better song than that one. There's like, oh, uh, that was the one I made up just now. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to do a clear aligner one, which is cool. I'm excited about that one. I have assistants that want to do like how to like do like scanning, like, you know, be a badass in scanning, do three minute scans and how to upload to all the different clear aligner companies. Anyway, lots of content. Happy it's not going to be seven days and just two days. So if you've ever been to a summit before, um, come back to this one because this one's going to be completely new and you get to choose and your just own a adventure. badass city. Like there's a reason Nashville is literally the number, the hottest city right now in real estate because like, it's awesome. Yeah. Did I tell it's you awesome. my buddy, Josh may want to move there. Dude, everyone's in Nashville. Nameless. Yeah. It's, it's like Nashville is awesome. Yeah. I'm um, excited about it. And where, my best where, where's the hotel? Been... It's in the, it's in the Gulch, right? Like that nice area. Yeah, it's in the Gulch. It's in the cool. gold part. It's like the Grand Hyatt or Park Hyatt. It's a badass. Like you go to the website and look, it's like rooftop pool or have patio, like badass stuff. Badass. Yeah. So I know we when we first started this, Craig, you and I were like, let's only have it at St. Regis's. And then like <laughs> I, I did, yeah. No, you're like, like exclusive partner of the I mean, it depends yeah. on the city. I mean, the Houston St. Regis was great. The, yeah. Um, no, the, they're great. I'm just saying it's yeah. like we've even gotten out of our own way. Like, hey, you know, let's just go where it's like is the best like let's not be like so dogmatic with the hotel like, yeah that's just my personality though i, I get right. so stuck in things and don't ever lift my head but this again. one's awesome this one's yeah. this one's gonna be fun and i'm uh yeah too bad it's so far away eight months away because i really want to do it now but anyway um oh also the any- vip tickets i'm excited about that so now we have a vip lounge peter you know that did you know about no, Lacey and i putting no. together the vip lounge no so it's not only you know better meals breakfast and lunch uh they get to hang out with the entire bulletproof team so buy a vip ticket for your hygienist if they're going to bulletproof hygiene that'd be great oh everybody's going to be in the everybody can go into the vip lounge that buys a vip ticket so there's 40 vip tickets because last year they sold out really but quickly. i'm saying like sharisa and Teresa's Brittany gonna, gonna be there, there. Brittany, Erica. So Erica. Like, it's nice. a way because you know er- Erica and the girls got pretty overwhelmed during breaks with everybody trying to pick their brain. Um, so now it's a curated uh content or a curated room, and, and it's a place that we could just go to chill out. So upgraded meals and all that stuff, and then also upgraded seating, so special seats are reserved. So oh, like the Tony in. Robbins up in yeah, like his, his yeah, lions. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, li- yeah, yeah. And shocker, it, it, shocker that you've extracted some Tony Robbins shit into our summits, correct? Yeah, I did. Such I a have, fan yeah. so, I Are they lions? This, Are they lions? Peter, I didn't tell you this either. Oh, I guess so, so exciting. We're lighting what? a freaking fire and we're going to roll around in hot coal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be bullet casings, hot bullet casings. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have a 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the roof and you're going to have to walk across the hot casings. <laughs> no, but I'm excited about this one. I really am. And and now, you know, with two a year and the track system will be able to go through. And um, even if you went to the one in the, the uh, spring, you'll want to go to the one in the winter as well, because you'll want to. You Wait, know, we're doing two a year? Yeah, we are. We didn't, I didn't we get that memo. <laughs> no, of course you didn't. I'm not like, kidding you I guys. You guys, this is not even like, no, I like, know this not. is not bullshit. Like, no, it's not bullshit. It's not bullshit. Cause we have an executive director for Bulletproof that, and Peter and I, as you'll learn, as we, you know, we, we do this, we, we've done the culture index and we've really learned a lot about our, like what our strengths and weaknesses, Peter and I have redundant weaknesses, We're both very <laughs> poor with detail. So we hired uh, an executive director. And so Peter has calls with her and I have calls with her and shit gets done and peter peter doesn't get the memo so it's cool so oh well right. I, now you feel like me wow you know? we're doing two summits here oh yeah. amazing all right yeah, that'll be great all right craig we'll uh enjoy it buddy and um we'll see you next time take care everybody thanks for listening